So obviously want to get into the tour. We came as Romans coming up and talk a little music with you and uh, oh yeah, get into a little music debate I have and get your opinion on a couple of things. But uh, dude, let's start off with the uh, the new tune. Jump into the top of the leaderboard as far as my favorite era tune, Pull from the Ghost. And kind of curious, man, that kind of came out over the the summer as a standalone single, but I'm curious, was that kind of left over from the self-titled album, or are we working on a new album? Talk to me about that. Well, timeline-wise, we're definitely due for, you know, like the two-year cycle standard format. We're due for being back in the studio to start with that over again, but the Pull from the Ghost was just a regular single we wanted to at least to kind of hold everybody over until that process comes again. And that was written for that time period. That was not like leftovers at all. It was actually created for that purpose. Mm, so maybe the first of the new album coming, the first uh, cut for the new album. Uh, honestly, I doubt it, but we'll see. Oh, no, come on. Love I mean, it, it's probably just going to stay a standalone, kind of like Eye of God was. It may not make sense for the rest of the record. We don't, you know, we don't really know yet. Well, it's a hell of a tune, man. Love it. Love it. Thank you. And speaking of of one-off tunes, I imagine the one you did with Phase One, World Unknown, that kind of being a standalone single, but kind of curious how that came together. Yeah, uh, we were approached by his team, and um, he just asked if we wanted to be part of a song. We were like, absolutely. Were you a fan of his before? Because I I truthfully didn't know about him until you guys, so it was my introduction to him. I was familiar with his collaboration work with uh, other metal artists. I think namely the original one was Crash and Burn with uh, Northlane. That was like two or three years ago. And then he recently did a release with uh, Polaris, which was pretty tight, called Icarus. I- I'm, a, I'm a big EDM fan, so I was, I was down from the, from the start. Well, I'm, I'm not, so it's kind of cool, though, to see this crossover, because I, I can appreciate the electronics, but certainly the, uh, the crossover is kind of cool, as they call it, metal step now is kind of cool. Metal step? I've never heard that. That's first. And certainly, like I said, for me being like a metal, hardcore metal guy, it's kind of nice to, to see that crossover happening and these collabs happening, just like the collab you did, although a little bit different, I imagine, with uh, Courtney LaPlan on Vanish Canvas. Mm-hmm. And that was being on the self-titled album. And I imagine, I'm just kind of curious, obviously friends with her, but uh, being that you did that when on the uh, self-titled album and probably during pandemic times and her being in Canada, I imagine she kind of just had to email her parts in. Yeah, basically. she. I think she recorded with Bronstein, Dan Bronstein, the same guy who did their most recent record, but I could be wrong. I'm actually not sure where she recorded it. But uh, I think that was in like in the second half of the quarantine the timeline's kind of it's kind of hard to keep track now all that all those years are a blur i know it's all lumped into one it's kind of like pre-pandemic and post-pandemic although i'm not sure we're post it past it quite yeah yet. i'm not really sure either are you guys so you guys friends did you tour together or just a fan and kind of reached out to her and said hey do you want to be a part of this record I've been friends with michael and courtney since 2014 i actually did a the European tour with them when I was in Texas in July. So I've actually been friends with them for quite a while before beer box was even a thing. <laughs> Going to the back to the, I wrestled a bear once days. Yes, sir. Classics. <laughs> Love that dude. Tastes like Kevin Bacon and all those jams from back in the day. Yep. <laughs> uh, boat paddle, um, emerald eyes. I uh, sort of hate me for messing up this track title, but uh, <laughs> it was one on their last, on the last I release was, Actually, probably one of my favorites. 
Well, dude, I am super stoked for this tour we got coming up. You guys, brand to sacrifice. We came as Romans. Seems like a perfect match made in heaven. We got you in Southern California February 4th at the House of Blues. Love We Came as Romans. Known them since the first tour I've ever done. Just met the brand of sacrifice guys for the first time at Christmas Burns Red. What's funny is Leo and Kyle have known the rest of the Air Boys since before my time because they did a headliner with them when they were in the band called The After Image. Ah. So yeah, it's not actually not not too many new faces, just kind of a big homie fest. Just rearranged in different places kind of thing. Yeah. You can't get rid of us. <laughs> I really like that. Uh speaking of, of we came as Romans, a brand of sacrifice. I really like that kind of collab that they did where they reimagined Dark Bloom with Kyle on there yeah, doing his thing on it. That was that's sick. Badass. The Demon King. Yeah. <laughs> you should see this big ass throat tattoo he just got. Oh, I can't wait to see it at the show, man. Oh yeah. I saw him in talk- nails. Talked to him over the summer when they, they ironically, they were opening for um, <laughs> Courtney's band, uh, Spirit Box, at the House of Blues. Same location. Nice. Dude, uh, one other thing I wanted to hit you with, uh, and, you know, leading back to the self-titled album, talking about some different cuts on that, um, I absolutely love the Heresy cover that you guys did on the self-titled album. And, oh, thank you. And uh, I might, I might be uh, stacking the deck in my favor, but I wanted to get your input on this—a little, little household debate I have with my wife because we're all big Nine Inch Nails Uh-oh. fans, <laughs> right? You're not. I don't want to. I hate, I hate to be the one to sway, sway aside, but hit me with it. <laughs> so here's the debate. It's really simple. Everyone's a Nine Inch Nails fan. That's one of the reasons I love your band is incorporating that electronic elements and all the heavy and everything. But the debate is this really, it boils down to album one versus album two, the pretty hate machine versus a downward spiral. No, you're asking the wrong guy. I don't listen to nine sounds at all. Oh no. That was not my choice. I do like that song, but uh, I didn't, I have no idea. Ah, <laughs> who's Jesse. Tri- Jesse would be the guy to ask. All right, all right. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe Connor. I'm glad I wasn't. I'm glad I couldn't give you the answer. <laughs> <laughs> see, I thought I was sticking the deck so I could go deck. I could go home and see, honey. Here's another band that agrees with me. It's all about the the second album versus the first album, but because that's where Heresy came is from the second album, the Downward Spiral. Yeah, if you were talking about Audio Slave, I could tell you like I'm a huge Chris Cornell fan and, and Rage Against the Machine, and uh, also I, I like Muse a lot, but. I like Nine Inch Nails. I just never really, they were like too cool and too bandy for me. And I, I, I probably would appreciate it a lot more now. But at the time when I was listening to 90s music, it was mostly like Bush and, um, you know, Foo Fighters at some point. Uh, Soundgarden, you know, all the classics. Nine Inch Nails was a little too, uh, little too artsy for me. Artsy, wow! You got see. I think you got to go back and listen to those early albums. I think you're you're doing those like mid two thousands albums versus like the early. Oh yeah, I'm sure I would love it now. I just at the time I didn't know what I was hearing. Like I, there's a lot of things I revisited when I became a musician. I was like, oh, I really like this. I can't believe I didn't listen to these songs. (laughs) Well, that is the kind of the great thing about music. There is no expiration date. You can always discover a band and enjoy a band at any point in time. That's a very good way to put it. I've never heard that. 
You know, and, and speaking of the new year, just kind of curious as we're talking about different bands and stuff, you know, a lot of people do like a top 10 list and, and everything after the new, you know, in the new year at the end of the year. Curious, do you have a favorite album from last year? Is there anything that that uh, was on your radar that you fell in love with over the past year? Oh, God, you're going to make me look at my Spotify. Um, <laughs> you know, I will say that Spite record was really good. Oh, yeah. Did Jay Cole's <laughs> did Jay Cole's record came out? I'm trying to think of metal titles. Jay Cole was 2021. 20, Again, like those last two years are really hard to keep track of who came out with what <laughs> at what time. But yes, yeah, Spite that Spite record was I, I beat that to death when I was overseas recently. Um, I listen to a lot of non-metal because the problem is if you listen too much of your own scene, then you'll write something and realize later you just stole it from another band and you didn't uh, even realize. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, yeah, I'm behind. Like, took me forever to listen to Silent Planet. Took me forever to listen to, like, New Day Seeker, Bad Omens, all that stuff. I'm just so behind. I'm not a, I'm not a good peer. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, you had touched upon it earlier and, you know, talking about that two-year cycle. Getting into the studio, are you coming up with any ideas yet for a new album? Thinking this year, next year? Uh. We haven't, we're scheduling um, time to book now. So, you know, it's still way up in the air, but, you know, hopefully we get something out sooner than later. It just depends how long the process takes to record and, you know, how we want to space out the rollout of singles and, you know, how that all goes. It's all, that's all business. All written though already? Nothing's written. Nothing's <laughs> recorded. Well, nothing's recorded. Uh, you know, it's all like riffs on a, <laughs> on the voice recorder app or, or whatever, you know, voice memo, whatever, whatever your meme, whatever your medium of choice is. Yeah. Voice memo. Um, I keep all my lyrics in a notes app and, um, keep for Google. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that too, for writing lyrics. I imagine voice memo and, and jotting ideas down, but do you, do you just put together like phrases or words or do you try to come up with concepts or do you wait for the band to say, Hey, here's a song and then try to get an idea for it. Or how does that work for you? Well, for me, I use, um, I use Google docs and that's easy because I can get Jesse in and I can get like our producers in to see where we're at, where we're tracking it. But, um, what I'll do is I'll pretty much have like a, you know, an era, you know, LP seven or LP six, <laughs> title and then i'll go in there and start over the over the next couple of months i'll start putting in um themes or like a, a sentence that i really like or just a couple of words that kind of go together and then i actually like to wait until i hear the full finished instrumental before i start writing because i like the instrumental to dictate the lyrical direction and content of the song i think it's i think it comes out better when you like you don't want to force I guess you could, but I, I try not to force a theme or an idea on instrumental that it wasn't made for. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, like you want to write a heavier tune, you don't want to write like a heavy tune over or a heavy subject matter over a ballad or vice versa or something like that. Oh, it's been done. It's been done. <laughs> Just, but uh, it's easier for me if it, you know, I feel like the content matches the instrumental. Like Scorpion Hymn is that really heavy song on, our, on the self-titled and the, the lyrics are equally as dark. Interesting. Do you do you ever bust out? I you know, as it being a DJ on my side of things, always trying to say the same thing differently. So my little uh, cheat code is a thesaurus. I'm kind of curious. Do you bust out the thesaurus when you're putting lyrics together? The source is great, um, and 
the two websites I swear by are the, the thesaurus and rhyme zone. <laughs> ah. Gotta check yep. that and out. what's great is they'll do like they'll do like near rhymes. You can get like M and M or trying to rhyme orange with like thirty things. <laughs> that is the impossible one to rhyme, right? Orange. Yep. Dude, I appreciate all the time, JT. Last thing I got to hit you with, uh, we're one of those old school radio stations, man. We do mandatory. Oh, I know it's coming. We do mandatory metallic every night at 10 p.m., which you're going to be a part of. And I was trying to think of for you, man, if you had to do a Metallica tune, whether it be on the next album or for charity or something, if you were to cover a Metallica tune, what do you think it would be? What would suit your voice? Oh, God, you're going to hate me. <laughs> Are you going to play the song that I say? Absolutely. Fuel. <laughs> Why would I hate on I Fuel? I love that song. I love that I song, love too. I love that song. Most people don't like late Metallica. I agree for the most part, those reload and load, but I think that Fuel is definitely the highlight of that era for sure. Oh, dude, Fuel's a banger. Um, probably something off the Black Album or Kill 'Em All. But, I mean, Fuel, Fuel would be like, if you, if you were talking about like my voice, yeah. Fuel would be the first thing I'd choose for sure. You got it down to bust out the acapella, you know, give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. That's the best I got. Love it, man. I'm I'm keeping (laughs) up. That's actually funny because I'm about to go back in and start practicing, so (laughs) I'll work on that one for you. Dude, just walk into practice and walk up to the mic and say that and see what happens. See if the band busts I'll be like, ooh, yeah, I'm back. (laughs) I love it, man. JT... We'll rock that one for you. Can't wait to see you out there on uh, February the 4th at the House of Blues. Nice. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. But come check in with me. I'll, I'll come shoot the shit with you. Oh, I'd love that, man. would love to say hi. You normally hit the merch booth afterwards? Yeah, I'm going to try to this story. Yep. Cool, man. I'll swing by and say hi for sure. Thank you so much for the time and, and uh, can't wait to see you out there. Likewise, man. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms, TuneIn, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now, just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.